Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo, aka the Blasian Sensation, aka Traveling Chafing Queen, aka Kimbolina, aka Daughter of Pajanat, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Sexy Stir Fry, aka Captain Planet. She's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, aka Miss Pussy Control, aka the Hustlin' Hussy, aka twerking on your daddy's couch aka yes my middle name yes my middle name is spelled wrong and i can't talk aka kimbo of all trades hi everyone those were my akas um i'm gonna work on some new ones for 2021 i gotta really think about it i'm also high boots again um so everything's like even like me hearing my playback in my headphones right now i sound like very like delayed and i don't know if it's because i'm high as fuck or we did get new equipment in the studio shout out to kimboology production team uh we got a new mic and we got like this like dope um professional looking stand thing that like so that way the mic's like you know just like kind of hovering above my face so this is the first time on this new mic too so that could be why i hear like a weird delay or it could be I'm just high as fuck and I'm tweaking a little bit. Um, you guys, shout out to cannabis. Shout out to my job. Shout out to just being able to sell weed legally here in Illinois. I'm so blessed. I'm also going to go broke from buying cannabis all the time, buying marijuana. Um, I've been working and then it's like, it's been really hard not to just spend all my money on Schweed and edibles and stuff so i gotta slow the fuck down yes i get an incredible discount but still you're still but you know spending money so um i need to calm a little bit down but i'm also doing research for you guys because like you know hopefully all my coworkers are dope um shout out to y'all and uh they're like super super passionate about cannabis it's so cute and so hopefully like i'll get you know all smart about it and figure some strains out and like you know, recommend you guys some good stuff. We'll have some more cannabis, you know, peeps on the show and they'll talk their talk if you're really into like, you know, cannabis and really passionate about like learning about like the terpenes and cannabinoids and, you know, all that nerdy shit when it comes to that. Um, keep a lookout for that because that's definitely going to happen because I'm learning a lot and it's cool. It's like dope. It's like really like a laid back environment. I'm super, it's super chill. Very, very blessed. So, um, but I'm also like, like, I got off work. I need downtime to wind down. But then your girls also got to work. I got to put in my time, you know? Um, so that's why I'm doing this for y'all. So I'm recording it, like, past midnight right now. Um, and George, my cat's like, girl, what are you doing? You just got back. I'm like, I'm sorry. Mommy's got a money. She, or she's got a money. Wow. She's going to make money. See, that's that high shit. I'm high as fuck right now. I smoked some, I smoked some, some flour, but then I also like ate this like gummy that's like a two to one like a two to one meaning like that's two it's like two to one when you see like two to ones they're like it's like two oh my god see i'm so high i can't even explain this shit um it's got more cbd than thc in it um basically so i love cbd i'm a big fan your girl loves cbd just because sometimes THC is a little bit too much for your girl. So I love when I see like two to two, two to ones or one to ones when it comes to any sort of um, 
products, cannabis products. So like edibles, you know, whatever, flour, all that bullshit. So yeah. All right. Um, I'm really happy for you guys to come back. Welcome back to listening to my, me talk my bullshit. This episode though, guys, um, is going to be about the pussy control. Um, it's actually going to be a little split though. Cause like, not only is going to be about vagina, vagina, um, punani, all the little nicknames that, you know, the magical vagina has, um, Yoni, obviously. Um, yeah, no. So basically I have, uh, an expert coming on, She's a friend of mine, and she actually, we went to college together. And so she started her own business, um, and it's all about, like, woman, like like a woman's fertility awareness. Um, and she's also this, like, nutritionist, and so she gives her facts on, like, nutrition and, like, the woman's vagina. Um, shout out to the men and the... Um, you know, people that just, like, don't identify as, like, women. Um you know, I encourage you guys to listen to, it's not, you don't have to have a vagina to, uh, listen to this episode. Um, because I really do truly think that though, if you are going to have women in your life, you know, it's just so important to know this shit. Even if you ain't fucking us, I mean, it, you know, it also could help, you know, if you wonder why your coworkers losing her goddamn mind, she might be on birth control pills. She might be on that Yaz and it's probably making her crazy. So just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's like, especially for my couples out there, um, that are, you know, heterosexual and, you know, there's a man and a woman and they, like, it's like, I hate to, to, I hate the narrative that, like, the man's supposed to not know anything about the woman's, like, cycle and all that shit. Because I don't think it's necessarily true. It's like, nigga, you with me too in this bed. We fucking together. So you need to know what's going on with her. You need to know. So, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to um, listen to what Tiffany has to say um, and learn some more about the, you know, the pussy. Uh, but before that, let's go into our everyday or every week, uh, weekly segments. So let's start with some sexy sustainability, shall we? Okay, so sexy sustainability this week, guys, is this really dope company. Um, it's called Kotobaxi. It's C-O-T-O-P-A-X-I. Um, and then the website is kotobaxi.com. Um, this is a really dope company. It's basically, they make like, um, travel gear, like backpacks, uh, mostly, uh, they also make like jackets, like outerwear, things like that. Um, but the reason why I want to shout this company out is because they're super, super like dope and, and they're also very sustainable. Um, so they have this collection called the Dia, uh, the Del Dia collection and it's a one-of-a-kind, 100% repurposed fabric. Um, and it's made from the Philippines. And it's all using fabric left over from other companies and large production runs. Um, this keeps perfectly good materials out of the landfills and putting them into the hands of thoughtful adventures like you. That was That's on their, that's actually a quote from their website. Um, and they have, it's like, it's cute as fuck. Cause I'm like, a you know, obviously if you've ever seen my visuals, like behind me, I have a wall of like swatches. So I love colorful like shit. Um, so they're like, they're, 
yeah, like they're this Del Dia collection is really special because it's like very like repurposed looking and it's like all different colors and it's kind of a little abstract if you want to like kind of picture it. I'm going to leave this. I'm going to put their link in the show notes so you guys can check out their um, their merch, their their products. Um, yeah, they have all sorts of like traveling backpacks and uh, let's see, they have um, they also have like, you know, outerwear, jackets, things like that. But it's just really dope that they um, and then like not only that, they uh, they also are really dope to their like employees. They give like they shout out their employees. Um, their their motto is their motto is like do good. So they want to strive themselves by they want to like stand out from the rest of their competitors and you know other companies by like shouting out their workers like they give them a fair wage like it's all on their website it's really really dope so I when I did the research I was like you know what this is so cute like they're actually like really like for the people you know and it's like an Ecuadorian company um so like you know you might see a lot of like people that like to like backpack and like hike and shit like that um I sure like I'm sure people like I'm sure y'all have like heard of this company or have seen it without even knowing um yeah it's super fucking cute so I'm gonna keep their show notes I'm gonna put their website in the show notes so you guys can check out their shit and yeah so just another company that I find that I found that is like really dope and sustainable and you know what we're all about here at Kimbology so uh let's move it right along to the recycling of the news Um, you guys, I have a lot of good stuff today because, um, there's just so much fucking shit going on. Uh, first things first, uh, I'm going to just shout out to WBEZ. Um, that's, uh, Chicago's NPR news station. I get their emails and I love getting their updates. It's great. It's great. Um, I'm in Chicago too, by the way, if you're a new listener, uh, so you're going to get lots of like news probably centered around that also you know the america because all the bullshit that's going on so um yeah i like to like just kind of like shout out there or just like look at what they have going on in their emails and they give you like a nice update so first of all uh first off uh trump was quote-unquote impeached um but we're still awaiting a trial so he is the only president in history to be impeached twice um, there is still no news on exactly when the trial will go through. Um, yeah, they don't really seem like they're in a rush to do it. Um, they were even saying like, it's going to happen like way after when Biden's president and stuff, when he's like officially brought, you know, um, inaugurated into being a, pre- being the president. So, and they're also trying to see like the rules of like how to impeach a president after they're done with their, you know, um, running their term and shit it's just so fucking messy it's like i don't know how to feel about it because honestly it's like i i feel like they have an obligation to impeach him because of the bullshit that he like pulled with encouraging you know the trump pro-trump supporter slash terrorists to um wreak chaos at the capitol it's like if they don't do that they're really honestly just admitting to the fact that yeah it's like fuck all like, we're racist, we support white supremacy, we always have, we know about it, we don't need to acknowledge it, y'all know what it is, y'all are from America, y'all grew up here, you know what it is, you know what I'm saying? So, I feel like that was gonna be what, you know, if they just ignored it, 
Um, but yeah, the fact that they're just kind of like being like, yeah, it's like it says, yeah, in this um, from WBEZ, um, the NPR news, uh, it says here that like the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi like refused to provide she refused to provide a timeline to when the the next impeachment will actually happen for Trump. So, you know, everyone's trying to say like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, use the 25th Amendment to get him out of office. And it's like, y'all. Y'all, at this point, y'all need to just let it rock. You know what I'm saying? This nigga's only president for a few more days, you know? And then everyone's like, oh, my God, but that's still, you need to get him out. Like, yeah, well, it doesn't seem like they want to rush him out. I don't know. I don't see the urgency when it comes to that, even though he did, you know, perform an act. Like, he encouraged an act of terrorism on the Capitol. It's just a hot mess. So, whatever. I'm not holding my breath on any of that bullshit. At this point, I'm just going to go forward and just, you know, support the Biden administration as much as I can, stay informed, you know, try to stay, keep up with all the politic talks, even though, you know, fuck politics, to be honest. But you know how it is. We have to stay. It's really important that we stay on top of shit because clearly these motherfuckers are just going to, like, get in there and just do their own thing and just not give a fuck. So let's just try to stay on top of things and just pay attention to the news and like what's going on in politics. Cause that's super important. Um, yeah. So, Oh, and also guys, did you guys hear, um, I don't know. This was like back in November, I guess, uh, that f- there was like this huge thing where like everyone was like getting these like emails from Facebook saying like, oh, file for, like, a class action lawsuit for Facebook. And, it and like, everyone, like, you just, like, fill out the information. So, basically, the Chicago Tribune announced that nearly 1.6 million Illinois Facebook users are about to get $350 each in a privacy settlement. So, if you were one of those people that did that, like, that you signed up for the class action lawsuit, it looks like we might get some money, y'all. Um, I, I, <laughs> it's funny because it's, like, I, like, signed up for so much, like, I feel like I signed up for, like, multiple, like, class class action lawsuits last year. And, like, I also applied for, like, um, oh, what the fuck is it called? Like, reimbursements for, like, taxes for, like, if you, like, had certain things in your house. Like, if you had, like, a energy efficient this and that, like, you were to get some money back or something like that. I don't fucking know. So I can't even keep up with the amount of shit that I signed up for. But I do remember this was one of them, the Facebook lawsuit, because I remember it was, like, a kind of a big deal because we were all like, what the fuck? Oh, there was also, like, some sort of, like, Apple had one. Apple had a, re like, a class class action lawsuit, too, I think, or something like that. And it was, like, if you signed up for that, you were going to get money back for that, too, through Apple for your fake. It's I think it was basically because, you know, how, like, whenever the newest iPhone comes out, it slows the old one down. So I think there was a lawsuit with that that went through. Um, I haven't heard anything from, from that one. So, But the Facebook one, yeah, I do remember signing up for that. So it doesn't – there's no timeline um, exactly to when we're going to get it. So just, you know, just keep it on your – you know, on your book, you just keep it aware of that. If you did sign up for that, that I guess we do have some money coming. Um, so that's kind of lit, you know, that always helps. So, and 350 bucks, so like, fuck yeah, that's dope, you know? So this was, oh, and then, uh, if you guys are wondering what it was about, it was for, so it says the total, hold on, let me see. Um, it said that $650 million action class action settlement was over the alleged violations 
of the Illinois Biometric Privacy Law. And let's see what that means. So I think this had to do with like our like facial recognition, something like Oh, it was fingerprints. Okay, so like biometric identifiers, which include your fingerprints, fingerprints, retina, or iris scans, and facial scans. Okay, so it does include like the facial recognition shit. I did hear about that, so... Um, so yeah, I guess they're just getting in, they got in trouble because I guess they were taking people's like, you know, f- like their scans of their face and their fingerprints and shit or whatever, their eyes without asking permission. So yeah, um, just another way that the, these, you know, techie companies are just stealing our, and st- stealing our information and storing our data, which is super creepy. Um, I'm actually watching Westworld right now. Shout out to y'all if you watch Westworld. Um, it's kind of like very similar. I'm like that. Wow, that's like on brand right now because I'm watching that. Westworld's so dope. If you guys don't watch Westworld, you need to. It's basically about like it's a futuristic times. It's like a it's in the future and it's uh, based off of when like Amer- like humans create this like other world where like people can pay to go to this park and the park is like different scenarios with robots and these robots are super human like like literally so close to us that you like can't tell what who's human and who's um this uh, robot and um basically the robots like kind of like wake up to what's going on to them like what's happening to them with like the humans like they basically like put these scenarios up and they're like they're you know there has to be like you know fuck bots for for these asshole guys like you know there's like it's like set in this western time so there's like cowboys and indians and so they shoot each other they kill each other so like after they like shoot the robots and kill the robots they like resurrect them and you know and then so the the robots are kind of like becoming cognizant to what's happening to them and it's like this whole showdown it's so fucking good but it's basically kind of like that kind of put me on brand of that because i'm like it was all about like saving your data and like creepy shit like that telling you y'all um i'm fully expecting like you know the aliens to come down from wherever they're at and like look exactly like me and be like what's up kim so i'm an alien i'm gonna fuck you up and take over your life and i'm gonna be like ah so yeah um so just you know if you guys oh yeah back to what brought this fucking topic up look at me um yeah facebook so yeah if you did that facebook class action lawsuit Y'all getting some coins, so keep a lookout for that. Um, yeah, which is litty titty. Oh, yeah, I did see in this article that states that more cops in Chicago and across the country are quitting. So according to the, the Sun-Times, Chicago reported that 560 officers retired in 2020. Um, that's 15, It's a 15% increase from the previous years. Uh, and basically... Yeah, cops are, like, if you're super close to your um, retirement, they're, like, encouraging it or they're actually just retiring early or whatever the fuck um, because of all this craziness that's going on with, you know, like, uh, the government and just, you know, all the protests and riots and stuff. They're just like, this shit is fucked up. We ain't here for it. Um, Yeah, so it's like, oh, and then it says here that... uh, like they quoted uh the president board of the trustees of the policeman um annuity annuity and benefit fund uh for Chicago said this told the Sun Times that a lot of these people aren't retiring, they're quitting. So that's just kinda like, yeah. Shows you kinda where the cops' minds are now, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I wouldn't want to be a fucking cop right now. And I wouldn't want anybody close to me to be a cop. So, because that's a tough job in general. And then to add everything else, like, especially, like, I don't know how, like, if you're a cop and you're a person of color, like, that's got to be fucking tough, you know? Because it's like, you know what's up. Y'all know what the fuck is going on. Like, I mean, like, this is something that's taught to, like, I mean, at least in my experience, taught to black people, like, when we're little. Like, we need to, we, they, our parents tell us, like, when it comes to cops, like, we have to comply. We have to act a different way than, like, our white people or white friends and family or whatever the fuck, you know? So if you become a cop and you, like, know this stuff, it's like, I don't know. It's tough because it's like, then I would expect cops that like want to make a difference would be like well you know that's why I want to be cops so I can go in there and be you know not be that asshole racist cop that you know beats up or like targets fucking black and brown people you know so yeah I don't know that's that's tough but yeah apparently all cops are quitting and retiring they are not here for this for this bullshit so yeah and I can't say that I don't blame them or I can't say I don't blame them. Yeah. So, uh, and then, so on, on another note, which is kind of good news, it's good news for my family because a lot of my family members are in the restaurant and um, bar business in Chicago. Um, because of COVID, like we actually still aren't allowed technically to, no, in Chicago. I think in the suburbs, it's a different story. I think it might, they might actually now allow people to like eat indoors and go to bars. But in the Chicago, in Chicago, it's still not allowed. So it looks like our mayor, Mayor uh, Lightfoot, she says she's really trying to convince Governor Pritzner to let um, bars and restaurants open um, for service on the inside. So, um, I mean, my family members are all affected by this. So I, you know, hate to see that my family and friends are furloughed or lost their jobs because they're in this industry, the restaurant and bar industry, because it's it's super, it's like struggling as fuck right now. So I I say open, um, you know, honestly, at this point, because it's like the fucking um, gyms are open, you know, salons and everything else are still open right now in Chicago. So like the fact that they're just kind of targeting on like restaurants and bars, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Then again, COVID is like running rampant. The new Oh, there's also a, the new strain the one that from the UK that's like feel like like it's, it's like fifty times more contractable or some bullshit. Um, this new strain of COVID nineteen has been now found in Chicago. So looks like it's now still spreading pretty you know rampantly. And I actually do have a like my one of my best friends. You know, shout out to you. Don't want to name you. Um, that's you know her family members are getting fucked right now with this. Like her dad, her cousin. Her uncle, uh, no, her not her cousin. I'm sorry, her dad, her uncle, and her grandma are, are in hot in the hospital right now because of COVID. So, it's really tough. Like I just can't. I don't know. It's obviously if you can stay home and not do any of this shit, please do. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I mean, people are getting vaccines now, and people still have antibodies and things. So, I think it's just like one of those things where. If you got to know the risk, if you're going to go and do these things, like if you're going to go to all the restaurants and bars and things like that, there's a risk. So, you know, I don't know. I'm so tired of like judging people, though, on what they're doing when it comes to COVID. Like, you know, like, I mean, right now I'm an essential worker, so I'm working. You know, I'm seeing people every day, but we have a sanitation um, procedure that we clean every 30 minutes, wipe down every surface. I mean, it is serious at my job. So, 
I don't know, you know, I don't know how the restaurants and bars are going to go about sanitizing, you know, if they're open, but you know, it, it works fine in the summertime, but in the same time, summertime, you know, you're able to like open the doors and windows and stuff. So yeah, maybe not this time. So yeah. So that's just a little news. That's what's going on um, here in Chicagolandia, AKA America. Uh, that's just a little bit of that stuff going on there. I, I wanted to just kind of like, you know, talk a little bit about what's going on in recycling in the news. Um, I'm sorry guys, if I'm like really like low energy right now, it's cause I am tired. Cause I just worked, I just, you know, got off work and I'm high as fuck. So I'm like struggling to speak, speak the words. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping I'm funny. If I'm not funny, then, you know, just tweet me and say, bitch, shut up. But anyways, um, yeah, you guys, I think that it's time to take a break so we can introduce Tiffany to the show and we can learn more about pussies together. Pussy, vagina, uh, bunani, um, all that, all that. And learn about nutrition. <laughs> wow, it's like you go from pussy to nutrition. Nice, like, you know, balance there. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good episode, guys. So stay tuned. We had a really good talk and uh, I'm excited for you guys to learn some things. So just stay tuned. We'll be back with Tiffany after this break. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. And we are back. Hello, everyone. So we are back. And now we have a guest, Tiffany Williams, my homegirl. You guys, we have such a history, me and Tiffany. I'm really, really excited to have her on the podcast. Um, we actually went to uni or college together. Uh, yeah, shout out to fashion designers out there, future fashion designers out there. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Tiffany is right here. Introduce yourself, Tiffany. Hi, guys. <laughs> so my name is Tiffany. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and I specialize in women's hormones and menstrual cycles and all of that goodness oh you guys heard it here okay <laughs> this is gonna be a good one so this episode guys is gonna be about women's a uh, women's oh my god i can't even speak english women's bodies so mm -hmm. for my men listeners or my um you know people that uh they say that they're you know male or whatever have you. This is going to be predominantly about the menstrual cycle for women. But I do encourage you guys to listen. Like yes. even if you're a man or you you claim, you know what I'm saying, if you have male parts, whatever have you, uh, I, I think this is important for everyone to hear. So, and it's also something new to me. So I'm actually really excited to have Tiffany on because when she, so we recently actually, um, yeah, we actually recently just kind of like Got back into each other's lives. Yeah, reconnected. It was actually quite beautiful. Me and Tiffany like haven't spoke for like, I don't know, five years or so. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just kind of like, you know, saw each other on the social medias and just kind of reached out and then caught up for like three hours on Zoom the other day. <laughs> and then she told me that she's she, what she does and what her business does. And I thought that was perfect because I think it's super important for women to hear. So, um, yeah, Tiffany. Wait. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, Tiffany, I mean, I'm really excited to have you back. But I mean, how does it feel like I, it was kind of like, wow, we had a, like a total moment where we were like catching up and we're like, girl. But I was actually genuinely happy. And like it, it made me really happy to kind of like have that like reconnection again, because it was just something that yeah. was just nostalgic. Because we, we went to, we went to we, we know each other. We were like 20, bitch, like yeah. 19, 20 years of work. <laughs> 
smooth in our thirties now, you know, you know, women of just, we've just gone through life. We've had different jobs, different partners and it felt really good. It felt. It was really good. My boyfriend was like, Oh my God, you were on the phone for three hours. Who does that? (laughs) Like I know the last time I've done that, I was like, I don't know. I was in like, high school this is right? when I really age me <laughs> high school before like when you had those what were they like t9 texting like I had a cell oh phone my like 7 you were telling everybody our age <laughs> girl I know it was a lot it was, it was a while ago I mean but you know it wasn't anything of like um honestly you know like I don't know like if you are people I mean the people that are listening here like if you've ever had connections just kind of like as you just get older and you move away like Tiffany now lives in New York City so um we actually went to school together here in Chicago and she moved away and so yeah our lives just took us different places I actually though uh did go visit you when I was backpacking I actually did stay with did I stay with you or did I visit you in New York you stayed with me for for like a night for like a quick night yeah I, I yeah I reached out to Tiffany and like I stayed with her I was backpacking and she was so sweet. She was like, like, yeah, girl, you can sleep on my floor or couch or whatever the fuck I slept on. Um, but yeah. that was ages ago. I don't even remember. It was. Shit, it was so long ago. <laughs> you were like, did I see you? Did I come to you? Bitch, I'm telling <laughs> And I smoked too much weed now, so I don't remember shit. So I'm just like, oh, what was that? What did I do? But um, <sighs> honestly, so, okay. So let's get into it, you guys. So this is going to be really informational. We're going to learn a lot about uh, women's bodies. And we're going to learn about menstrual cycles and kind of like... Um, I don't know, like just like the, the faux pas, just basically like the, um, I mean, like we were taught growing up as women, just like how our bodies like function and like how we need to be, you know, on birth control, things like that. Like I, and there's so much to like, there's things that we haven't learned as women. And it's like, this is our own body. Like, and like, I feel like there's so many things about my own body when it comes to my menstrual cycle that I'm still very just like ignorant to. So that's where Tiffany comes in. So she's the expert on that. So again, can you remind me again, what exactly that is your title and what do you do once again, please? Yeah. So I'm, uh, my title is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Um, and, um, I'm a fertility awareness educator to be, so I'm still in training for fertility awareness. However, I've been practicing it for around three years now. Um, and so, yeah, I do encourage, um, male identifying people to thank you girl I don't know why I couldn't say that earlier I was like male (laughs) I just don't want to be offending people so I'm just like how do I say it right so yeah thank you for that Tiffany thank god for you (laughs) (laughs) you're totally fine but yeah um I encourage us all to stay because menstruators or people who have periods a lot of us don't know this stuff. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone through the process process of explaining the hormones of the menstrual cycle, explaining when you can get pregnant and when you can't get pregnant, um, explaining cervical mucus. And so many of my clients are like, oh my God, I didn't know, you know? And I didn't know, you know, prior to learning this. Um, and it's a shame, it's sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if your partner also knows this stuff, you both can work together to avoid pregnancy naturally um, and avoid having hormonal contraception, which can cause a multitude of side effects. And I don't like say that to scare anyone, but I think even you, like 
you know, you've been on birth control, like, you know, whatever side effects you've experienced, name, name a woman, (laughs) honestly, name a woman on birth control and she's experienced some sort of negative side effect. I mean, every woman out there will raise their hand. I mean, dead ass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every woman. Yeah. I I was really excited. It is, it just sucks. Cause I was like, literally we were talking for like three hours catching up and this bitch comes out and says, oh yeah, you know, I teach fertility. I'm a nutritionist. And so I was like, bitch, I just got the (laughs) implant re-put in my arm. So it was like, it was literally like a week before too. So she was like, damn, I wish you fucking, you know, I wish we (laughs) spoke a week ago. I was like, me too. You know? So like, I mean, not that I can't do it, but that's why I'm, mm-hmm. that's why I want you on the show is so you can teach us and like, kind of like in school us girl, school us. Like, cause that's something <laughs> that I feel like I'm still super ignorant to. I mean, I've been on birth control since I was like, I don't know, 19, 20 years old. I'm yeah. 31 years old guys. Like I don't even know how my body feels without hormones in it. And that kind of, it, it actually kind of feels really uncomfortable and scares me a bit, but at the same time, a baby scares me more. So I just don't even know what to do. I'm like, ah, you know, like your girl can't handle kid right now. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I, I never, I think most women didn't know there was another option other than birth control or condoms. Correct. I mean, mm-hmm. or the pull out and pray method, which you know how that works. I mean, you know, how many of us have done that and how many of us <laughs> to sit with some babies, you know? So I just, I just wanted to, Make sure I just wanted the my viewer my listeners um to be cognizant of this too because something sometimes this information is not it's just not given to us as women which is really yeah. sad which is really sad so Tiffany how and why is it like how did you get into this practice how did you get into this um in this industry in that sense yeah um so I mean I feel like you probably I mean you know me from like college always into like some sort of like nutrition thing. And I should have just like followed that, but I never did because, you know, we're doing the fashion design thing. And, right, right. Um, but it was, so I've always been interested in nutrition and health and just trying to like optimize how I feel because I've had this like underlying fatigue thing for, for years. Um, I feel like I have it better managed now because of what I do, but as far as the fertility stuff, it was around like three years ago that I started dating my my current boyfriend and I decided, well, we decided that we needed like something, you know, I was like, I need to go on birth control. Go pull out and pray. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I decided to go ahead and get um, an IUD. I got a Skyla IUD and I have to tell you, like, the insertion itself was painful. Like, oh, girl. I look back and, like, why do we allow ourselves to go through such pain? <laughs> it was, it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's yeah. unnecessary. And then on top of that, there is, um, my doctor was very, um, he lacked bedside manner. And I think as Black women, we don't get bedside manner. Um, what did he do, if you don't mind me asking, if you would like to share? Yeah, sure. No, I'm an open book. <laughs> yeah, girl. So, what did he do? What the so, fuck did he do? When you, you know, you have your legs up in the stirrups and yeah. um, when they do the insertion, they put the speculum in and then um, you have to go when like you're on your period. And so for the IUD. Yeah. Get, oh, I didn't know that. Because your cervix is softer. And so it's supposed oh. to be easier to get it in. And so I guess like he took a swab or something and put it up there and it hurt. And so I wiggled and he was like, you can't move. He's like, oh my God, all I did was put a swab up there. 
<laughs> like, wow. He yelled at me. He straight yelled at me. And I was like, okay, I understand. Like he's putting something in my cervix. It's a, like he could be liable if something were to happen yeah, to but me. That's so. a natural reaction, I think, though, right? I would yeah. squirm and things like you don't gotta school me like I'm a fucking kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. No, I agree. So um then like I got it inserted. It was very painful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was over. You know, so then fine. Um, I went along with my life, having sex, good to go. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I feel like I can feel like the knot on the string because you're supposed to like check it to make sure everything's okay. And I was like, I wonder if that's okay. And then I asked my partner, I'm like, are you able to feel this? And he was like, yeah, but like, I don't know. And I was like, let me go just get it looked at. And the doctor was like, oh my God it's it's dislodged we have to take it out we have to replace it you should uh you need to get the morning after pill because you might be pregnant da, 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 da. granted if you have a, a hormonal thing inside of you yeah. regardless of if it's coming out or not you are still getting the dose of those hormones okay and on top of that when he took it out he did an ultrasound and he was like oh you already ovulated Okay. If I already ovulated, I, I couldn't get pregnant. <laughs> so okay. Okay. These are just things that I know, like now in retrospect, that I just like roll my eyes and I'm like, wow, like, what is a gynecologist me, not even? Well, <laughs> right, you know what? A lot of women don't. So like, I feel like mm-hmm. everything you were feeling was super valid because it's like a lot of women aren't taught this about our bodies, you know? And so like when you just said like, okay, well, you had your ID, your IUD got dislodged. I had a friend, I'm not going to tell her name because I don't know if she wants to put her tea out there, but she actually got pregnant on the, with the IUD inside her and it got, it got wedged in, it got dislodged and it got pressed into her, I think into her cervical wall and she got pregnant or something. Yeah. She still got pregnant. So she had, so she had to go through that process. It was painful. She had to get like a, a surgery to get that removed. Plus, you know, she had a miscarriage because of the fact that there was an IUD in there. Yeah. But it was super painful and super traumatic for her, you know? And so it does, it's just, so maybe for her in her case, she was ovulating when she had sex. Is that why? And she had the IUD in it with her? Mm-hmm. But okay. then, you know, that's, and I 100%, like that prob- that did happen, you know? And mm. they say that the likelihood of that happening is very low. It's something like one or 2%. Wow. Um, but- like hearing about people getting them embedded into their uteruses and people having them dislodged. Okay. So you just told me that that's like the fourth person that I've heard that's had um, issues with an IUD and it's pushed. Like it's something that's so safe around the time that my IUD dislodged three of other girlfriends had their IUDs dislodged within a couple of weeks of me having mine dislodged. And so I just, you know, when we look back on the history of an IUD, they had something called the, ooh, I forget what the name is. It's something like uh, Dicon Shield. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I'm saying that wrong, but there were all sorts of lawsuits because it fucked up wow. so many, so many uteruses. So and many uteruses. There's so many uteruses. <laughs> <laughs> there's just uh, so many uteruses. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Well, it just seems yeah. like if this is a pattern, then... I mean, yeah. come on. I don't want to like turn anyone off because there have been people that are like comfortable and they've had like success with it. It's your body. Um, you know, do, do what you want. 
I'm mm-hmm. all for, you know, bodily autonomy. But um, I just think that me personally, having known so many people that have dealt with that, with the IUD, it's just, yeah. it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind. Um, you know, I actually was, I've always been scared of the, the IUD. Like I've had friends that had it and had it successfully as well. But I've always been like, I never felt comfortable with this device just sitting in my body and my uterus just like chilling. Like I just never really got that was never really something I wanted to do. Mind you, my form of uh, birth control I have now is uh, for my ladies or for my people that don't know what it's called the Implanon, which is a small plastic like tube that's like a hormonal tube that is inserted into your arm about, it's mine's like right here on my arm. If you're watching the visuals on YouTube, I'm pointing at my arm underneath my armpit, like a little bit past my armpit um, into my like, what, like my, Inner forearm. arm. Inner, inner forearm. Yeah. yeah. Bicep. Upper. It's like yeah. underneath my butt. Girl, an, uh, anatomy, right? <laughs> I know. I'm like, my arm, this part of my arm, uh, underneath my bicep, right? Yeah. So it's like right there and it's underneath the skin, but I can actually feel it. And, uh, you know, it's not as, it's not as uh, scary as the IUD because obviously like if the IUD, you're like spread your legs and like they're inserting something into your cervix. It is, sucks. It does suck because it's going under my skin. So they do have to like, cut my skin and put this tube in my arm and I just recently got it so they it, it um the IUD I have I forgot the exact 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 name because there's there's like a five years like a three year or something like that or two year I have the uh-huh. five-year one Marina and so probably yeah you would know more than this nor about no more than me um so I had it for five years and then I just got it put back in I've had many Friends, I've many women hate this form of birth control. I've heard so many people that had the implant and uh, in their arm and they had it taken out because they were getting very irregular periods, mm-hmm. like enormously, just like all the time too. When I first got it put in, I remember I had my period like so much and I was just kind of like, is this fucking normal? Like, I was just like, what is happening right now? You know? And so it's like, as a woman, you don't want to bleed all day, every day for the whole month, you know, it's just sucks. So, um, and it's not healthy. Like we shouldn't have cycles that are on for that long, a normal cycle. Um, your period should be three to seven days. You should have like two heavy days and everything else should be like medium or light. But if you're bleeding for more than seven days, that's a sign that there's something going on. There's something hormonally off. Um, and I think, and and I feel like this ruffles a lot of feathers because doctors will tell women who have irregular periods to go on the pill to regulate their periods. But yes, the pill, no more, like hormonal contraception does not regulate your period. What you're getting is something called a withdrawal bleed. And that happens because birth control disrupts the hormonal feedback loop between your ovaries and your brain. And so it flatlines the, uh, the hormones that your body makes, and it is replaced with artificial hormones, those being um, the, the chemical version of estrogen and progesterone, but it's called pro- a progestin. Mm-hmm. And um, those hormones are not the same as, the, as what our bodies make. If we just talk about pro- progestin for a second, progestin... Um, The man-made version of progesterone, it does not act like progesterone in the body. Progesterone is 
like the relaxation hormone. It can calm your anxiety. You should feel chill in the second half of your cycle. You shouldn't feel like anxious or depressed or have sore breasts or have like cramping. Like those are all PMS symptoms. Um, If you're experiencing that while you're on the pill, like definitely if you really want to stay on the pill, get on a different pill or come off of it and, and learn fertility awareness or do a non-hormonal version because I tell you, progestins are, are bad. (laughs) They're not good. They're not where it's at. Is that what I have, Tiff, in my arm? Every hormonal contraceptive has progestin. If, if it, if it's a combination pill. So if you, even if you're just progesterone only, that's a progestin. They do not put bioidentical progesterone in um, hormonal contraceptive, sorry, hormonal contraceptives. Okay. Um, and okay. I, I say this stuff and I'm always like, okay, I'm not trying to like scare people. I just want to know what I mean. At the same time, this is just information that we don't know though. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, that's what, I mean, I'm just trying to give it in a, I'm trying to, you know, inform my listeners, yeah. but maybe give some comic relief with it too. Cause you know what? We're all there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, you guys, I'm fully sitting here with a motherfucking progesterone or whatever the fuck <laughs> can come out in my arm right now. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean like what she's saying is real, but it's like, I mean, I'm also 31 years old. I've lived and I had it for five years already. So you, it's possible to live on, but it's just like, I just don't feel comfortable. I just, I am very curious. I just would like to know. Cause you know, like, I'm sure a lot of women out there too can agree. Like when you got first put on birth control pill, mostly the pill, I think a lot of people kind of, a lot of women probably started with that as their uh-huh. first form of birth control. Um, you gained weight, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of women say they gained weight or lost weight. Um, they, they got hairy. Like a lot of women said like, oh yeah, I started growing hair on my like lip. Like I got really, you know, like just cause all the different hormones that your body's going through. Um, what's another one uh, that Tiffany like, I mean, for me, for me, the first time I went, so I was in Chicago when I was the first time I was on the pill and I, I became like a different person and I was severely depressed. I remember that. (laughs) Oh my God. I remember that. Cause you were in college. Yeah. You, you told me you were like, I was like a raging bitch. You were on yes. I was on yes. I can't believe you remember that. It was so bad. I'll never forget. Um, like the the like low point I was in a cab and this guy like took me to like I lived on like Kimball but he took me to Campbell and he was like you said Kimball he like yelled at me and then I was like but you didn't take me where I wanted to go and he was like well I'm gonna call the cops on you if you don't pay this fare (laughs) it was so bad it was um and then my boyfriend was mad at me at the time it was it was bad and I was just like I think I'm going crazy and then it was just like a (laughs) snowball of like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And I went, um, I went to the doctor and they were like, so what are you here for? And I was like, oh my God, I'm just like, I just want to change my, I was like crying in the doctor's office. And the woman is like, oh, okay. Like this is not, this bitch is crazy. Like, no, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's made you crazy. But you know what though? You weren't the only one. I believe like, I want to say my friend and also was like crazy boots on Yaz. Like there were a lot of women that were like losing their fucking mind because they were on Yaz. Like whatever that hormone that they were using really set something off, right? And people in a woman's brain, I don't fucking know. I mean, I don't think they recommend that to to people anymore. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so been taken many. off. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think good. it's been taken off. Excuse me, off the market. But I do think that it's not one of the first things that they would recommend. Well, that's good. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. I remember why for the pill that I was on, and I could, I, we probably, I think we talked about it because I was a. Uh, You're on my what? The Western. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because me and you were both, it. weren't we both on it? And yeah. Then the brown pills. Wait, no, I don't think I was ever on it, but I think okay. I asked you about it because yeah. I was like, maybe I could be on the same one as you because yeah. you seem normal. Yeah. <laughs> Then you didn't lose your mind and yell at a cab driver for no reason. Yeah. No, I I remember the pill. I would take the pills and they would they would they have a little thing, you know, like and they had all the days. And then like I remember the brown. They had like four or five brown pills, mm-hmm. and the brown pills were supposed to be like the ones that they gave you your period. Also, and they were supposed to give you like iron or some other shit that like it was supposed to be like a better form of birth control, not like super. Like, like, not like, yes. Cause I was like, oh, very like, I was like, I went to my doctor. I was like, I don't want yes. My friends go crazy on yes. Don't give me that shit. So I remember that. Yeah. And I was on that one for quite some time. I think for years, the reason why I got off that Tiffany was that I started traveling. Mm. And when I backpacked and I was back and with traveling, like the different times. So with the birth control pill, guys, if you guys don't know, birth control is supposed to be taking the birth control pill is supposed to be taken the same time every day. Correct. Is that correct, Tiffany? Yeah. Right. So you're supposed to take this pill every day at the same time. So for me, when I was traveling and backpacking, I my time zones would change. I'd be on a plane. I would wake up and, you know, I would be all fucked up because I never knew what. So it was I would I would always fuck up my cycle. And so I always would have my period. So then that's when I actually got on the implant was because of that, because um, I knew that, you know, being a being a huge traveler like myself, I wasn't going to be able to fucking I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm always going to have my period. So um, that's crazy, though. I mean, like. I remember that now, Tiffany, because we were both like young and like experiencing birth controls for the first time, right? Like yeah. in college, you know, and fashion designers, fashion, you know, aspiring fashion designers. Aspiring. Oh, girl. <laughs> the ghetto, the ghetto. But um, but okay, so okay, so you basically so the reason you got into this um industry got into this practice is because of the experience you had firsthand with birth control yourself. And then yeah. you said, like, did you ever have like menstruating problems? Like, did, like, you know, there's some women out there that haven't like, they don't have a regular period. Like they don't get their period for like months or they get it once a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. did you have those issues too, or it was just. Yeah. So my issue, I found out after I got my IUD removed that I had fibroids and um, what's so. That? So fibroids are a benign, like, tumor growth. It can happen on or inside your uterus. And they can be really small or they can be, you know, humongous and cause a lot of issues. And um, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's a very high percentage of women that get these. Um, And, of course, it disproportionately affects the Black community. Hmm. So... um, I don't, I'm, I, I haven't asked my sisters, um, my mother doesn't have them. So I, I, I really think it was a hormonal issue possibly triggered by my hormonal contraceptives that I've taken mm. or just, 
um, you know, maybe from things that I've eaten in the past that haven't been, you know, optimal for my physiology. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you eat meat now, Tiffany? I can't remember. I think, okay. I remember you also had this time of your life where you're like, I'm, I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan. And then you're like, wait a minute. But then you went back and you were like, okay, but I'll eat meat, but it has to be like grass fed. And then like, yeah. yeah. So what do you do now? Oh, I'm okay. So I do eat meat now. Um, Uh and I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, of eating animal products because they are full of bioavailable nutrients. So I used to be vegan way back in the day. Um, but I don't, and I feel like a lot of people will be hurt by this because I feel like the black community is so big on veganism right now. I really? Do not, I do not believe that it's healthy. Well, you be, you be living in like boot, like Williamsburg, like New York City. <laughs> I don't live shit. in Williamsburg. Really? Okay. Because I'm like, where all, the, where all the blacks think they, oh, yoga, <laughs> veganism. I'm like, y'all, y'all don't want some chicken? Come on. No, there is like a huge movement within the the black community for veganism. But if we really talk about like Africa and like tribal, like tribalism, like what they were having, they were eating meats. Um, I mean, they were definitely having vegetables, but like they had their animals, they would drink their milk, they would drink their blood. There is even like, there's um, a tribe that people talk about that reference, they reference all the time called the Maasai where all they, yeah, yeah, all they had were um, meat, blood, and milk. That was like all they ate. And they were one of the strongest tribes. Yes. Yeah. And so it's like. I bet they'll win every race. Hell yeah. Every foot race, (laughs) bitch. Okay. Tell me, tell me the the fastest runners in the world aren't from fucking Africa. (laughs) Right. Come on now. Yeah. True. True. Right. They'd be fast as fuck. Okay. (laughs) I did see you post something on your Instagram uh, recently. It was like about beef liver. I was like, what the fuck is that about? Mm. Yeah. There were tablets that you take? Yeah. They're just like capsules. Desiccated. Because it's like, okay. I, I don't know about you, but like my mom used to make liver. She would make it like after her period and uh, she would be like, we need it for like iron and, and nutrients after our periods because we're bleeding so much. And we we're like, uh-huh. um, and so she would make me have some. And I don't know. I feel like the way she cooked, I was just like, oh, this tastes good. But then like me now, I make it and I'm like struggling, <laughs> <laughs> struggling to get it down. <laughs> Unless it's like a pate, like liver pate is mm. really good because you have like a ton of fat and herbs in it. Oh, so uh-huh. delicious. Um, Bitch, make it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, no, I never, bitch, I never ate no liver. I'm sorry. I never grew up on that, but we're Asian in the household. So, I mean, Asians we eat a lot of other weird meats. Shit. No, but yeah. we eat a lot of other random shit that people probably don't be even be eating. Like we eat duck all the time. Um, that's delicious. Like, <laughs> duck is fucking delicious, guys. Yeah. If you guys don't fucking eat duck. Oh my god, you Use are the not duck living fat to like cook your <laughs> cook your. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. You do, eggs okay. Or um, like if you ever bake like sweet potatoes, like cover yes. them in duck fat. So good. I've heard of duck fat fries, bitch. Mm, I actually and duck produces a fuck ton of oils and fat. Cause it's a very fatty bird, so a game or whatever you want to call it. So I have like fuck tons of like 
duck duck sauce like the juices that come from the sauce and the fat and i'm like waiting to see, i'm like trying to figure out what i'm gonna do with it so um yeah duck is delicious guys i'm sorry like yeah. get into some duck sorry <laughs> sorry to all my vegetarians and vegans out there sorry um cute sorry sorry i kind of went on the segue just because i remember seeing uh your <laughs> okay. instagram and i was like let me ask her about that because that i did not know about so yeah it's something yeah. that i always tell um, the women who work with me, if you can't stomach like eating liver, then take a desiccated capsule because it has, that is nature's multivitamin. People are always like superfoods, have spirulina, like fuck spirulina. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Let's talk about like salads for a second. Kale salads have become like all the rage and everybody's yes. But how many people are like constipated, gassy from it? <laughs> Come on. Like that is a sign that your body is not digesting it well. Ah, it's too okay. rough on the digestive system. If you want to have a raw kale salad, like do it, but don't do it every day because that is mm. really, it's hard for the, body, for the body to digest. Cook your greens. It makes the nutrients more bioavailable. Make sure you're having fat with your greens because it makes the nutrients more bioavailable. Um, beta carotene, really? yeah, beta carotene or vitamin A, um, that is a fat soluble vitamin. It's what we call a fat soluble vitamin, which means okay. in order for the body to assimilate it, it needs to be eaten with a fat. So if you're having something like like a carrot that has beta carotene in it. Have yeah. a little coconut oil with it or something. Oh, yes. I always cook with coconut oil. Yes. Yeah. Or okay. have some butter with it or something, but it needs to be eaten with a fat for you to better assimilate those nutrients. So vitamin A, D, E, and K, um, those are all fat-soluble vitamins and vitamin, or yeah, 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 I said D. <laughs> um, you, need, you need to eat them with like with fat. And most, most of those are found in fatty foods. If you are like really being conscious of it. And that's why okay. one of the reasons why I recommend liver, grass fed liver, because it has vitamin A, it has cholesterol, which is really important. We're always told to like steer clear of cholesterol, yeah. but cholesterol is like the backbone of our hormones. It's what our hormones are made of. Eating cholesterol does not correlate to you having high cholesterol, because even if you like only eat cholesterol free foods or whatever, the body's mm -hmm. gonna make cholesterol because cholesterol is actually an antioxidant. It's a protective material in the body. Um, it's trying to like, it's trying to keep like fats and lipids from oxidizing. Mm. So high cholesterol is a sign that there's something, there's a there's something else going on in your body that it's trying to heal or protect you from. Okay, because my dad had high cholesterol. Yeah, my father had high cholesterol. Rest in peace. Um, that's interesting because you're so right. Like all the like fat, all the like health fucking ads out there are saying stay away from carbohydrates, stay from high cholesterol thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you're over here thinking like, oh shit, I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to get Pass fat. Out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from, you Heart know, eating. Today. <laughs> right, girl. It's, it's mad confusing. It's mad confusing because you're just like, what the fuck do I eat? what yeah. do clap what do <laughs> i eat because it's like you know you want to be healthy you know but it's at the same time it's like everything you see not like every things are so contradictory and like you just don't know what to believe so um yeah when it comes to cholesterol what are some good cholesterols that you would recommend i guess okay so 
this is going to be contrary. Like, listen, I'm not your doctor, like do your own research, you know, but, um, you can have grass fed, grass fed red meat. You can have like grass fed butter. You can have coconut oil. Liver is good for you. I wouldn't eat liver every day because it's very high in certain nutrients. You don't need it every day. Like once per week is fine. Okay. Um, you can have cooked greens if you want to. The things that you want to stay away from are highly processed foods. Mm. Um, you don't want to be eating Twinkies and Ho-Hos all the time. No, why not? <laughs> They're so good. If you want them, make your own. Like if you can make Sickening. it better. Yeah. Sickening. Making it your own twink, uh, Twinkie or Ho-Ho. Hey, yeah. Ho-Ho. Shout out to my hoes out there. Um, <laughs> Shout out. out. <laughs> Shout out to the hoes. Um, okay. So you, okay. So you are an advocate of just like, if you do want certain foods, like, you know, whatever, like fries, things like that. Just make them yourself, right? It's Yeah, make them yourself. I mean, don't stress your, don't stress about it because I was just telling a client earlier today, like we live and we die, you know, like, like, damn, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna die. You would just eat that liver. You about to die, whatever. I'm like, okay, there's only so much that we control, but if like you're trying to, to, you know, be well, you're trying to get better. Like you are going to have to eat therapeutically for a while and that's fine. But then like during that time, if, if there's a holiday or there's a birthday or, you know, you're meeting with a friend and you want to go out to, to dinner, like I'm not trying to create an environment of orthorexia where you yes. feel like you can't eat anything. So orthorexia is like, basically you are, I don't know how to describe it without like it's it's you're thinking about your food too much and you're being too Uh, controlling about what you're eating got you got you okay yeah and so I don't want to create an environment that I'm so with my whole like comment of like we live and die it's like we're living right now and we need to enjoy the life that we have yes Mm. we do need to eat for health but um we do not need to disregard the special moments in our life. If you're going out with a friend and they want to, and you guys want to have burger and fries from wherever you want to have burger and fries from, mm-hmm. go ahead and have it. Enjoy that. Enjoy the moment that you're sharing with someone. Ultimately, mm-hmm. stressing out about it is is negative. It's only going right. to negatively impact you right. because stress actually matters a lot more than. <laughs> Then that burger and fries. Yeah. That burger and fries. (laughs) I love that. But I love that tip. Because, you know, honestly, like, I feel like that happens a lot in our society where you just feel this super guilt. I do. Because you're like, like, I've become a professional chef during the quarantine. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, At me, I'm a professional. No, I'm just kidding. I just started cooking a fuck. I mean, I'm like everyone. Everyone started cooking, you know, like we were at home. We were forced to fucking cook, you know. And I love it. I enjoy it. I really do. I'm starting to really enjoy cooking. Like my mom's a huge, she cooks all the time and I'm starting to kind of get that from her, you know? And so I watch her and she can cook down. Like that bitch can cook down. So like, <laughs> and she's, she's, you know, she's Asian, she's from Thailand, but she can cook, she can cook Italian food. She can cook Mexican food. She can cook, you know, um, soul food. You know what I'm saying? Like my mama can cook. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to do the same. I want to um, cook and be, a, and I enjoy it, you know? So, but like one thing that I'm always like, like, I'm like, Oh, I can't, I can't make too much like pasta. Cause that's going to be too fattening. You know, I'll get too fat if I'm just sitting there eating pasta all day, all those carbs, but bitch, <laughs> I make some good ass pasta. Let me tell you. Okay? <laughs> and I make it and I made it like very like cleanly. Like I would like, um, mm-hmm. 
just fresh veg, fresh tomatoes, fresh parsley, fresh lemon, um, shrimp. I, I love shrimp. So we do shrimp. Can um, I tell you, this is just a side note. So I started, sorry, this is, is a real side note. I started watching Grownish and they were like, they always had jokes about shrimp. And I was like, I didn't know black people like shrimp so much. <laughs> Tiffany. What? <laughs> Bitch, we fuck so hard with shrimp. Black people love shrimp. Shrimp. We love shrimp. The fuck? Yeah, girl, we love shrimp. We love seafood. Black people love seafood. I feel like, yeah. like, black people feel like, I mean, like, this is just my perspective. Like, I'm the only one, and I'm half black, so I don't, I'm, I'm half bad opinion in that sense. But I feel like maybe seafood was always just such a, like, a luxury, or it's, like, one of those, because it's expensive compared to, like, yeah. you know, whatever, chicken or whatever. Like, niggas love crab. Niggas love lobster. <laughs> niggas love shrimp. Yeah, uh, I don't know about mussels and all that. I love scallops. I love scallops, but I know a lot of people that don't like scallops. Uh, texture thing, mussels maybe not. So I love yeah. oysters. I fucking love seafood, but I love shrimp, girl. We eat that mm. more than anything in our house. So we eat a lot of chicken, and then we eat shrimp, turkey. I don't cook a lot of beef um, mm-hmm. and pork. I don't really cook a lot of beef or pork. Um, yeah, yeah, that's just me. I guess it was just um, like expensive growing up. Yeah, so yeah. But we had crab, and I remember loving crab. Fish crab is more expensive than most <laughs> What are you talking about? Over here, like, mm, shrimp is expensive, but we had lobster and crab, and, you know. That's exactly... Now, crab is something I feel like is very, like, luxurious, you know, if I can afford yeah. some crab legs, bitch. Ooh, that's my... Ooh. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make some crab legs or some lobster tails for, like, an anniversary coming up or something. Ooh, cute, when's your anniversary? Cute. Oh, I love that. Um, Yeah, right? Like, I actually... I, I What I did, too, was for, like, my partner's birthday, too, like, during the quarantine, was I, I ordered... I went and got, like like really good premium cuts of steak from like these really expensive steak houses that my sister works at mm-hmm. and I cooked them at home so fucking good so fucking good um but I yeah, always no, um, steaks I don't really <laughs> girl I don't know why Girl, oh my I'm not God. a chef. I did not become a chef. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know why I'm talking about nutrition, girl. I, I can't even. No, I'm just kidding. No, talking about nutrition and cooking is like, you know, it, they're different. But no, I yeah. mean, it's a science. Like, you have to, like, you know, put the little th- thermometer in that bitch, check your mm-hmm. meat temperature, all that, all that. But it came out really, it was a filet. It was delicious. It was like a 10 ounce yeah. filet. It was sexy. It was so good. Um, <laughs> how do we even start talking about this? I can't even. I can't. Um, no, but no. Oh, we were talking about pasta. Yeah, so I feel yeah. really guilty with like pastas and things like that because it's just something that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't eat this too much of it because I'm going to get fat or if this is like probably not too good for my body and stuff. So like, what is? what do you say about that? Um, I actually, I encourage carbohydrates. So mm. there's like three macronutrients, protein, fat, and carb. We need all three of them. Better if you have them um, all three at each meal because it helps stabilize your blood sugar so you can avoid having like energy like rises and crashes throughout the day it'll give you like a steady level of of energy um if you're eating those three together consistently what was Um, it again i'm sorry protein carb and fat protein carb fat protein carb fat okay so protein being like your your meats your meats of choice cheese dairy has a decent amount of um of protein as well and eggs fat can also you know it's also in a lot of those proteins, um, but it's also like your avocados, your sesame mm. oils, your uh, coconut, coconut oil. oil. Yeah, coconut oil, butter. Um, and then we have our carbohydrates, which 
be your pastas, would be your vegetables, would be your, you know, potatoes or whatever. Mm. Okay. That's where sugar, sugar is a carbohydrate as well. So, Mm. um, but as far as like, yeah, I think if you're eating just like pasta all day, every day, that could cause, <laughs> but it's, I yeah, think it's I in gained contrast. 80 pounds. Why? <laughs> pasta every day, bitch. <laughs> Go on. But, okay. So, I mean, I, when it comes to macronutrients and like gaining weight, um, yes, you, like in theory, you could gain weight if you're eating carbs all day, but it's usually if it, like you're pairing carbs and fat together and that's just what you're eating all day. Um, cause it's hard and not to exercising and yeah. not exercising. Well, even if you're exercising, it might be difficult for you to, to like lose weight if that's all you're eating all day. So, um, but it really depends because you also see vegans out here who are on what I would call low protein diet. I would argue it's a low protein diet, regardless of if you're eating like beans and textured vegetable protein or whatever. Um, it's a lower protein diet. So they're eating more carbohydrates and fats together, but they're able to keep like a low, a low body weight a lot of the time. Not, yeah. not all the time. <laughs> um, Girl, cause yeah, the, the ones that, the vegans I'd be looking at, be looking hella thin and hella hungry. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, so it, it depends on the person, but right. um, I, I think, I think it's really, a, I use the word bio-individual because, you know, you could be like, I eat carbs and fat all day long and I like lose weight and I feel good. Then that's, I mean, that, that works with Kudos your to you. physiology. <laughs> right? Yeah, that yeah. works for you. If that, and if, itch. yeah, but <laughs> you know, for other people, they're like, I can't eat that many carbs by mm. themselves without gaining a ton of weight. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's really, it depends on the person. It depends on your physiology. But in general, I don't recommend like veganism to mm. people who have periods that are um, irregular or painful or have crazy PMS. If you have sem- like cycle symptoms, you probably need to be eating meat because there's a lot of, of nutrients that you're missing from mm. eating meat. And and anyone who's like vegan, who who's like, okay, I'm gonna go and eat meat right now. Like, I wouldn't encourage you to like jump right on because you're probably gonna have some digestive issues. And this is yeah. why it's because meat has a vitamin B12, and you always hear like vegans need to supplement B12 and all of that. But B12 is also really important for our stomach, for uh, our digestive process, and how we make um, stomach acid. And we need stomach acid to break down our food. And so if you're lacking that B12, you're not going to be able to break down meat as, a, mm. as efficiently or as effectively. Um, mm. So you'll probably be like, oh, I don't like to eat meat because it's hard to digest. It's because you don't have the mm. nutrients to be able to do that. So you need to start slow. Mm. It's all tied together, isn't it? It's just all like a whole cycle, you know? So it's like, that makes it makes so it makes a lot of sense, but it's like you just kind of have to know what what certain nutrients you like what what ticks off the next thing and what kind of c- connects to the next thing. So like, mm-hmm. so basically, when it comes to a healthy like, okay, so I want to dive back into like uh, your f- teaching women about fertile uh, about their fertilization and like how when they're fertile and their fertility cycle because. 
for women, I feel like a lot of women just don't know how to go Uh about this. Like, for example, say I get this implant out of my arm tomorrow. Uh I would be dead fucking scared to have sex because I'd be like, I'm going to get pregnant. Right. (laughs) So what would you say is the best sort, like the best thing for me to do to kind of like, like to kind of get myself on a path of fertile, like tracking my fertile, how do you, what would you say? Tracking my tracking your cycle, tracking my cycle. I mean, I have the app that I've used to like, Mm -hmm. I have an app that most women probably have an app that they, to help regulate or to kind of like, you know, plan out their cycle or whatever. So I do record it on that. Mm-hmm. But what you do, I feel like, is so on a much deeper level. Like, what are the more yeah. detailed things that you do when it comes to, like, tracking your fertilization? Yeah. So um, I just wanted to, like, preface this with, like, if you got, like, your implant out tomorrow um, and, like, you'd be terrified that you're getting pregnant, um, men are fertile 24-7. Women are fertile, like, six to nine days a month. <laughs> so um, what days Kimbo what days <laughs> um and so like having apps like apps cannot tell you when you're fertile or non-fertile they are based off of algorithms that kind of estimate based off of what you input when you could be fertile and when your period could start but that is not a way that's not an effective birth control okay that's very different from doing like what I teach, which is the fertility awareness method. Okay. Um, and so what makes this effective, which it's 99% effective, some of them are like 99.4% effective because there's many different fertility awareness methods um, depending on like which one you want to learn. Um, so it's up there with the hormonal contraceptives if you learn how to do it. Wow. So um, with that being said, On our high progesterone days, which would be in our luteal phase and a little bit before our ovulatory phase, um, we cannot get pregnant. There's literally like a mucus plug that's made that forms inside of our cervix that's antimicrobial and blocks sperm from getting in. But then when we start seeing um, something called cervical mucus, which could be like creamy, it could be stretchy. a a descriptive term that a lot of fertility awareness teachers teach is raw egg whites. That's it. That's what you might see um, in your ovulatory phase. And that is like highly estrogenic mucus. That means that you were very fertile and you are close to ovulation. Interesting. So if you are currently not on anything and you're seeing this type of mucus and you're wondering what it is, it is natural. It is a part of your body's physiology and you are fertile right now. So if you are avoiding pregnancy, do not have sex tonight if you have that type of mucus. No pull out and pray, please. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. So yeah. when you're on your period, I'm on my period right now and I have sex and my partner you know, comes in me or whatever, I'm not going to get pregnant. Um, it really depends. I feel like if you are on hormonal contraceptives, there's a way lower chance um, of getting pregnant while you, when you have sex on your period. However, if you are not on hormonal contraceptives and you're, you are choosing to do the fertility awareness method, um, some days when you're bleeding could be considered fertile, but the last couple days of menstruation, depending on how your cycles are going, whether you have 
something called like dry days, which means that you're not seeing any mucus after, uh, sorry, after menstruation, or if you are seeing mucus after menstruation, that would dictate whether you could have unprotected sex on your period or not. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's so basically fertility awareness method. I mean, obviously, I don't you I don't expect you at all, Tiffany, to get into the details because this is what she does for a living, guys. She has a she has a business. So I will give all that information at the end if you do want to have Tiffany help you in your journey of fertility awareness. But um, but basically, fertility awareness is basically a method of where you're watching your own body mm-hmm. and your own body cycle and what it's doing and reading your body and understanding that what your body's telling you and it'll tell you whether or not when you can get, whether you're fertile or not. And so the whole thing is that you do not have sex or take extreme precaution when having sex during those times when you are fertile with those six to nine days. Is that correct? Yeah. And it really depends on the person. And I just say this because Um, we are told as women that we're going to have babies. It's going to happen. You're going to get pregnant left and right. If you're having sex, you're getting pregnant. But there are so many women that struggle, that struggle to even get pregnant. So I kind of want to squash this fear that you're going to get pregnant as soon as you think about having sex with someone, because it just doesn't work (laughs) like that. (laughs) Baby's coming. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's not to say that you can't get pregnant, but it's like, once you know, when, when your ovulatory phase is and how to mitigate that, like either, either you, you know, use a condom or another barrier method during that phase, if you want to have sex, because biologically speaking, that's when you're probably going to want to have sex anyway. Yeah, um, girl, you be getting horny right when you're ovulating, right? Yeah, like your body yeah. be telling you like, oh, have some sex. That's <laughs> yeah. also the time where you're fertile, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, because biologically, like your body, you know, it wants to procreate. So like that's right. when you would just, you would know I have to use a barrier method if we're going to have intercourse at this time. But mm-hmm. then after you were out of your ovulatory phase, um, and there are rules to this, like, I, I will just say like you're, you're tracking your fertile biomarkers. So that's cervical mucus. Um, I teach LH testing along with cervical mucus and something called BBT, which is your basal body temperature, which you would take that every morning. And it gives you like a chart of what your, um, of what your cycle is doing. So anyway, so after you're out of your ovulatory phase, that's when you were no longer fertile and you could, and depending on what you have going on in your luteal phase, like if you're spotting or if you start seeing cervical mucus, then you'd have to adjust to make sure that you're not having sex while you're fertile. Um, so there's like rules that happen with that, but, Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, if you have a healthy cycle, you, you cannot get pregnant during your luteal phase. If you were Mm. outside of your ovulatory phase. And I just want to show you, since this is on YouTube as well, you can see just what a chart like might look like let's see okay. if you can see okay. so, so right now tiffany's showing us a chart on youtube you guys i will put links in the show notes if you guys want to see what she's talking about okay yeah so if you can see like right here this is in my pre-ovulatory phase and i'm these colors down here where i'm charting cervical mucus and then after this like jump in temperatures this yeah. is the luteal phase and that like it's confirmed that I ovulated. So now during Already this, yeah. So now during this phase, I could have unprotected sex given the, um, the rules of 
whatever I'm seeing with my cervical mucus. So it's important to learn the rules of this and to not just like assume <laughs> you know it. Yeah. It's not, it's not the rhythm method because I think um, from what I understand about the rhythm method, they're just like, oh, everyone ovulates on day 14. So don't have sex on day 14, but you're okay. Other times that's not how, that's not how this works. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's very, very different. And there are rules to this. And what is that chart? Is that, is that just, you made that up that chart that you just showed me? Oh no. So it's, um, I use the app, read your body okay. and it's, okay. um, it, it takes, there's a learning curve because it's, um, very individualized since, like I said, there are so many different versions of the fertility awareness method. Um, it's very customizable to the method that you are learning. Okay. If that makes sense. So, okay. But a great starting point, um, that I, I always tell everyone and pretty much every teacher starts with, there's a book called taking charge of your fertility by Tony Weschler. It's a very thick book. So it's a great reference, but it's like, if you're interested in it, you'll just like eat it up. It's so interesting. Okay. I will put this book in the show notes guys. So that way you guys can reference this book. Um, And if you guys want to read it for sure, um, I'll put in the show notes, the link. Okay, cool. Um, No, I mean like, yeah, for someone like myself, or I'm sure other women out there that are listening are like, whoa, like this is just like, you know, it's interesting as fuck, but it's like, it's very daunting to to be like, oh my God, okay, where do I get, where do I start and this and this and that, you know? And so this book, you know, will help you kind of understand and track your, you know, track what your body's telling you, right? So to speak. And Mm -hmm. I guess for, and I guess also for women that, for me, especially like I haven't been off, I've been on hormones most of my life. So it's like, I don't even know how my body, you know, would be, you know, like after I get off, you know, birth control, it's, it's something that I'm going to have to really, so would you say it's it's, like, how long did it take you when you decided to go on the fertility awareness method to kind of get in the track and really be very successful with tracking your fertility? Like how long did it take you when you first started this? Um, well, since, okay. So this is just a little caveat because I didn't work with a, a a practitioner. I originally just got the book, taking charge of your fertility. And I started reading through that, but then I got really self-conscious because I didn't know anyone else who was doing it. Mm. Um, and so I was like, is this crazy? I'm like taking my temperatures. How is this going to work? Um, but I think it it took me around a year. Had I reached out and actually got help from someone, I would have been fine. It would have been so much easier. And that's what you do. And that's what you do. You help people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so, um, I mean, it's been, like I said, it's been three years now. No pregnancy scares. Um, Sometimes we have unprotected sex. Sometimes we don't, but we only have it when it's appropriate, you know? You use condoms? Oh, actually, sorry, I said that wrong. We always have unprotected sex, but we don't always, um, it's not always like full Monty, I guess. (laughs) It's not always full Monty unless it's an appropriate time in my cycle that we can do that. So we do, um, we do, this is controversial, controversial. We do do the pull-out method during the ovulatory phase, which I'm not suggesting everybody do, like, you well, you're a professional understand. at this point. So you know <laughs> yeah. your body. Yeah. You also yeah. like, you, and your partner has to know his body. He has to know his cues. You know, you can't just. Ooh, child. That's <laughs> hard. I know, you know all the women just said, ooh. 
Because <laughs> if we got to leave it up to them, girl. You know, yeah, don't do that with someone that you don't trust. <laughs> and right, don't do right, it with somebody right. that um, doesn't know that, that it's about to happen, that they are about to orgasm. Unless y'all so, want a baby. Unless yeah. y'all want a baby. So, like, I encourage, I don't tell my clients to do what I'm, to do, to do that. And, but it's your business if you do, but right. I think if you're doing that, you have to be comfortable with the, the possible consequences and Behind we're it. okay with that. Okay. We're okay with that at this point. So. Ooh, Tiffany finna have a baby y'all. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's okay. That's real. That's real. I mean, you know, and I love that this, so this method is so cool because it's like, it's involving your partner. Whereas I feel like before, you know, it's always feels like it's just like women that are on birth control, like, you know, the pill or whatever. It's like all on us. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause we're just like holding all the cards in our hand. Cause we're the ones that had the barrier, so to speak. That's if you're having, unpro- that's if you're not using a condom, if the man, if the partner that you're using, um, that you're with doesn't have a condom, then it's like all on us. Right. So it's just, this method seems like you, you're, it's, it's, it's a partnership. Like you guys are both involved in this method so that way you guys are both aware um which i think it'd be really nice because it's like it's funny because it's like i would often not know like if i was about to get my period or not and my partner would be like yeah you're you're about to i'm like what the fuck like how do you know that he's just like i I know you're i like i pay attention you know like i i can you know i know like kind of when you're about to get her or whatever he just kind of likes monitors it and things like that i'm like really <laughs> really? I need question about how me. he track it. How Girl, track? I was like, he has an app, just like mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, know I was like, let me see your phone. Let me yeah. see your phone real quick. No, I mean, I literally, but it was actually very um complimentary. It, it made me so happy, and I was just like, ooh. I'm gonna put it on you. Uh, yeah. Cause I was just like, that was just so cute. Cause no one, girl, no man before that has been like, I track your period. I know when you're going to get it. Like no man yeah. has ever said that to me and been like, no, I know. I know when you're about to, you know, go on your mm-hmm. period or when you're fertile, whatever the fuck, you know, I thought it was sexy as fuck. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought it was sexy as fuck when a man, you know, when a man is actually interested in yeah. when a woman's, uh, cause you know what? You're, you're in this with me, you yeah. know, like if I'm getting pregnant, we're together in this. So it, it just makes so much sense for you to know what's going on with my body too. You know, it, takes it just two makes, to tango. it takes motherfucking two to tango. So it's just like, <laughs> but, but like you said, if you just have to have a partner that you trust and that you, you know, you guys are in this together and, you know, and you know, I'm very blessed that I have a partner that, you know, is, right there with me and, and is involved in that sense and like wants to like know or whatever have you but not everybody's the same some men are very like uh like turned yeah. off or don't want to fucking talk about it oh it's disgusting and and that's a whole nother fucking show in yeah. itself it's a whole nother podcast episode talking about why the fuck there's so much stigma and so much like negativity around you know period uh women's menstrual cycles when nigga you came out of the vagina <laughs> right like right. you wouldn't be here if we weren't menstruating. Like what the fuck? So I yeah. think that what you're doing is super, super important. And I think it's just something that is super interesting. And it's just kind of really racks my brain that like women, a lot of more women don't know about this. Cause it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just literally reading our bodies and our, listening to what our bodies are telling us. Right. Um, but like literally like we're listening to a doctor you know, giving us prescriptions more so than our own bodies. Isn't that, isn't that ironic? It's just so, yeah. so funny to me. And it's so common. So. Like if you go to the doctor and you have a menstrual issue, like you have cramps or you have anxiety or sore breasts or whatever, they'll be like, oh, here's a pill. 
And that, right. it's a shame because honestly, I'm just, I'm here to tell you if you have irregular periods, if you have heavy periods, if you have PCOS, if you have fibroids, there is another way. And going on hormonal contraceptives for your period issues, for your cycle issues, is not solving the problem. It's only going to dig you deeper into whatever it is that you're dealing with because hmm. it's not addressing the root cause without addressing the root cause, when you come off birth control, because you're ready to have a kid, you're going to find it much more difficult to have a child because of um, the impacts of birth control. There's something called post-birth control syndrome Mm. that happens where women will just lose their periods. They won't have it for a period of time, or they might have like PCOS or yeah, there's something also called post-pill PCOS. Um, So the pill is not this like benign thing that we can just like take as women that's going to solve all our issues. It can cause a lot more issues than it solves. And yeah. it doesn't, it honestly doesn't solve any of your issues. It's a bandaid at the end of the day. And right. I think that may, might be inflammatory. And a lot of people might like hear that and be like, oh, I can't believe she said that. But like, honestly, do, do your research. There are many books that talk about this. One of my favorites, um, what is it called? Dang, I already forgot, but it's, I know it's by uh, Dr. Jolene Brighton. Um, And she, so she writes about um, the pill and its effects on your body and gives you some practical steps on, on how to heal. But if you are dealing with something that, um, that has like been interrupting your life, just know that there are other options. And, and that's why I'm in this work because I really want to help women understand their cycles and understand how they can, um, take back the power and, and start to heal those cycle issues. That's awesome. I fucking love that. Yes, Tiffany. Yes. Thank you for that. I I'm, I've learned like already so much in just in talking to you for this short time. And I appreciate all your knowledge in this. Um, You guys, I will link all of, we'll have a a moment at the end of the show where Tiffany can give us all her information. If you guys are interested in having Tiffany help you guide you in your fertility awareness journey. Um, She sounds like she knows what the fuck she's talking about and three years, no baby. So there you go. There's the proof. (laughs) Um, We're going to move on to the next segment. uh, But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back um, and we're going to do meditate, masturbate, medicate. And we we will be right back after after these detailed messages. And we're back. So, Tiffany, we are into the next segment now, and that's Meditate, Masturbate, Medicate. What do you choose for us to talk about, my love? Meditate. (laughs) Yes. Meditate guys. Okay. Uh, so yeah, meditation, super, super important. What are your meditation practices, Tiffany? Okay. So I'm going to be honest. I'm not like, I don't meditate every day, but I think it's really important to take time to decompress and de-stress. Um, I think it's, it's so important and we don't, a lot of times where, you know, we just work ourselves to death. So one of my favorite things is I told you about this. I took a bath with magnesium, a little bit of baking soda. And I was, I've been like sleepy for like two days. Yeah. Yeah, She like got, we like started the podcast. She's like, girl, I'm real sorry. I'm fucking like, so out of it. I just took a magnesium bath. I'm like, bitch, what? I'm like, what? (laughs) Magnesium. So what are the benefits from a magnesium? What is magnesium? Magnesium. So, Uh okay. I did baking soda too, because I'm, 
just adding more stuff to my bath, but magnesium, um, it's important for so many different things in the body. It can help regulate digestion. It could help reduce bloating. Um, it helps with period issues. It's a relaxing, like calm mineral, which we don't really get enough of in the foods that we eat because of um, soil depletion. Mm. Um, so that's a whole other thing. But okay. uh, so we don't get enough of it, so we need it. And so okay. I, I also like to supplement some... Um, magnesium glycinate but also we absorb it through our skin as well so magnesium baths with like filtered water are so great especially at night like if you do it before you go to bed you're gonna have the best sleep really mm-hmm. is it a do you buy the magnesium like in like a so like what is it like pills that you just throw in your bath or capsules that you're yeah it's um so it's you've heard of epsom salts yeah yeah so it's just epsom salts <laughs> Essentially, oh. yeah, that's all magnesium. Wait, so Epsom salt has magnesium? Yeah, it is. It's. I think it's. Um, the form is like magnesium, like sulfate or something. Oh, okay. So it's just. It's just. Did like you took an Epsom salt bath? Yeah, that's what I'm telling <laughs> you. Take your Epsom salt bath. But you should have said that. You got me over here thinking like, oh, magnesium. Tell me more. <laughs> what, what kind of form? What is this? What, girl, yes. Niggas take Epsom salt baths. Yes. Take okay. more. Take more. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, literally like me and my partner have like a foot bath. Yeah. And I bought him a new one for Christmas too. And, uh, I, we put the, we actually have one that has like hemp in it and it's like, it's, it's dope. Like, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have THC, but it's got like hemp in it or something like that. And yeah. we put that in there. We also do have, I actually, I have an Epsom salt that I got and it has THC in it. That's also litty titty and it works. Ooh. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. Maybe I'll, have to, I'll, have to, I'll send no. you a photo of it. It's sickening. Like we actually took it cause we went, when we went to stay at a hotel, when we were on the road, we got like a room with a big old jacuzzi in it and we mm-hmm. put the Epsom salt um, with THC infused in there and we put it in the bath and bitch, I got high as fuck. Really? How much yeah. THC is in it? That would like 100 milligrams per, um, per, per little bottle or the, oh the canister. I'll show it to you. I'll send, I'll send it to you. That sounds um, like a lot. Oh wait, for the whole thing, but you're not pulling the whole thing in the bath. Are you putting no bitch? No, 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 no. Oh my God. <laughs> Girl, no. I would I'd be like, uh, like I wouldn't move for days. No, I, I took like a spoon, like a ta- like make a tablespoon. Okay. And I put it in there. And then I mixed it with like bubbles and like more Epsom salt and like made it a whole like vibe. Put some music on, put a little incense, you know, we hit we made a little vibe. It was cute. Okay, um okay. but yeah, okay. So you so you fucks with Epsom salt then, huh? Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm getting ideas because I want to gift you something for doing the show with me. So I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, give me some. Um, <laughs> you're like, yeah, give me some so shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, well, that's great. I mean, like, I'm I think that uh yeah, baths are fucking lit. Baths are fucking great for meditation. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm just sad that we don't have like like when we finally get like a place and everything like that, that's gonna be one of those things that's gonna be like. D- definitely on the list. We're going to have to have like a jacuzzi somewhere or something like that so we could take baths. Because like growing up, I never really took baths like that. Yeah. But they're so nice and they're so underrated. Like showers are just one of those like you t- like, okay, you got to get the dirt off you. You got to get the stink off you. You got to wash your bits, you know? Yeah. So you just got to get in there and out. <laughs> but like baths are just like therapeutic. They're so, they're nice. So yeah, so that's your I form of meditation. Baths. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, 
And I think I think it's funny because like I feel like city life, nobody's trying to get in their bathtub because you're like somebody probably died in here. <laughs> like, Girl. <you> know? <laughs> and so I like, was definitely like, I don't know if I want to take this bath. But once you start doing it again, because I did take a lot of baths when I was younger, and I just was like, this is actually it's nice. It's like warm. You have your bubbles. It can be relaxing. Like I think if you make it a mood, like and and with the intention, set an intention that you're trying to like de-stress. And maybe you actually do some like actual meditations while you're sitting in the bath. That can be like spiritually relaxing. Yeah, for <laughs> you sure. know? Um, but yeah, I love me some baths. Also, there's um, the Calm app. Every once in a while, I'll get that and I'll sit and I'll do an actual like sitting meditation. Um, Sickening. Yeah. I use, I don't use the Calm app, but I use the, I use Insight Timer app. And mm-hmm. that has like, it's, a, it's basically this, they have like, um, you know, all sorts of different, um, like meditation games and stuff. Yeah. Right. Calm has Do games. I don't think Calm does, but doesn't Insight or no? Girl, let me chat. Girl, I, <laughs> I, on some games? About I was like, ooh, they got games over here. Let me see. The app has like guided meditations. It has courses, yoga, music, sleep, beginners, okay. parents. It has a bunch of different stuff. It's like a whole community app. It's great. I love the Insight Timer app. It's yeah. I use it every single day. I use it every single day, but I use it mostly to, to meditate and then like to go to sleep. I'll put a little bit of like white noise and like that. I let that go. Um, yeah, I love it. But the Calm app, I hear people use the Calm app a lot too. So that's another yeah. app that's great that I hear. So I think the app I'm thinking of is called like Awake or something. If you want to do uh-huh. like meditation games where you're like they have they have you like breathe and then you're like swiping things along really? with how you're breathing yeah so if you're a person that's like on your phone all the time and you feel like you can't just like sit down and like you know like meditate that uh-huh. might be a, a good option for you it's called awake I believe that's what it's called if not I'll give you the correct name <laughs> <laughs> right and I can put it in the show notes no yeah. that sounds really cool like I I like you know what and that's so real because People don't say, I mean, like meditation is not, especially if you're not used to just sitting and doing nothing and like calming your brain. It's kind of hard, right? It's not super easy. People are like, oh, just meditate. If you're like, especially if you have high anxiety or if you're like a person that just like, just can't like, like you have ADHD or what do you like? um, What's another one for Like when you're just like, yeah, well, you just literally can't sit still. I don't know what that's called. But like sitting down and not doing anything and just trying to calm your brain, like that must be really tough for that, you know, for that in the beginning. I mean, it definitely takes you a while to like get your body like used to like the sitting and the quiet and then the the focus. So this sounds like that app does sound really good. So yeah, I'm going to, we'll find it and then we'll put in the show notes guys, because that does sound really interesting, especially if you're having troubles with meditation. I find meditating first thing in the morning to be really uh, the best thing to start the day again, I'm the same. Like sometimes I'm really good about doing it every day. And then sometimes I like fall off for a little bit. It just depends on what's going on. So, yeah, yeah. I think a, a great, just a great note for anyone who's like, it's really difficult to meditate because like, I can't stop thinking. Um, I, uh, there's some like meditation studios here. I've been to like a Buddhist meditation studio here and I've talked to like the person who led it. And I'm like, I just can't like quiet my thoughts. And he's like, that's not the point of this. Like if you like, it's okay if you can't quiet your thoughts, like he's like, I don't, I can't quiet my thoughts. But the point is that you're sitting here with yourself and you're attempting to do it. And that's the whole point, right? That's like, you're trying, right? It's like, yeah. I, I could, yeah, I definitely, my brain goes through all sorts of things when I'm fucking 
meditating. But then, but then there are some times where I'm just like, okay. And I'm able to just kind of like relax a little bit. So I don't know. We're all on a journey guys, you know, do your best, you know, (laughs) the world, the world is shit show right now. So doing, doing anything that helps you feel better, you know, prioritize uh, self-care for sure amen to that girl a fucking men to that because yeah it's super super important i'm really happy that that's becoming more of a trend though too to be honest with you but it's a good trend i think because um not so many people yeah we were just so on the go all the time you know yeah which me i had like 10 jobs i would go to one job go to the next job go to the next job go to the next job wake up the next day do the same shit you know what i'm saying like i never gave time to myself to just to nothing and that's still actually it's still pretty hard for me to do stuff like just relax and do nothing it's tough you know so but yeah that sounds great so guys take your magnesium baths or epsom salt baths um you know uh, (laughs) i gotta laugh (laughs) my producer is the background cracking up uh uh shout out to rig dog um yeah, that's that's prioritize self care, especially yeah. us, you know, people of color. Like we're going through it, you know. <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> it. We are going through it. it. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! And but I don't I mean, think enough of us prioritize self care. Like watching no. TV is not self care, you know. But it's take your Epsom though. salt bath. Meditate. <laughs> Masturbate. Yes. Yes. You better do it, girl. You better meditate, masturbate, medicate, okay? Yes. You know, we're all about that life here in Kimboology land. Okay, Tiffany, this has been great. I love chatting with you, bitch. It's so much fun. I love chatting with you, too. Right? And you guys, I hope you guys learned a lot. Like, I learned a ton. And um, yeah, it's time for the quote of the day, believe it or not. Uh, I chose this quote for the topic today. Very on brand, I think. So let me go ahead and get into that. So the quote of the day is, period. Don't laugh at her when her dress is turned red. Understand when she's feeling uncomfortable. Never bother her at least five days a month. Make her smile. Bring her food. Care her more. Remember, you exist because we bleed. And that is by Priyanka. That's a quote by Priyanka. So I felt that was right on brand, right? I love that so much. That was good. <laughs> you have to say that. Like, I, girl, I need that on a t-shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. <know>. Okay. <laughs> Yay. So you love the quote of the day. I was like, you know what? I'm picking this one for my girl, Tiffany, because, you know, of everything we spoke about. And yeah, guys, I think that was an amazing talk. Tiffany, again, thank you a million times for joining us today. This was such a great talk. Um mm-hmm. Thank shout you out for to having the, me. Shout, you're so welcome. No, seriously, tr- shout out though to the to the men and to the male identifying bodies out there. Uh, if they did stick, if they did stick around and listen, um, because this is such an important topic, and I feel like it is something that we all should be learning. So, shout out to you if you did stick around and listen. Um, at this time, Tiffany, please give us your Instagram, your handles, your business name, all that fun stuff, so people can. And again, I will put all this in the show notes too, guys. But Tiffany, tell us where we can find you. For sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tiffany Williams FNTP. Um, and also my website is sageflowholistic.com. Y'all heard it. Yeah. So reach out to Tiffany, guys. If you really are serious about even just like right nutrition too, like if someone just like 
wants mm-hmm. to just, you know, eat better or just learn more about foods and stuff. Like she's got a lot of, she's a wealth of knowledge and she's still learning more too. So she's just, everything's like a whole journey, right? Um, yeah. I, when I heard that Tiffany, this is what you were kind of focusing, you know, your brand on and your, and your business on, I was really excited because I was like, oh shit, this is going to be great for the, for the podcast. You know, I feel like this is something that, um, a lot of women need to learn more about people. I'm going to say women, a lot of people in general, human beings, <laughs> need to learn more about because um, it is super important. And thank you for all your wealth of knowledge yet again. You guys, <laughs> if you enjoyed this uh, episode, pause the podcast right now and go to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating, subscribe, write a little comments. Okay. If you liked my lipstick today in the, in the, in, in the you know, YouTube video, or if you like Tiffany's headscarf, you know, give us any sort of love, you know what I'm saying? Um, we really appreciate it here. I really appreciate it. It really helps us out with sponsorships. Um, if you want to share, uh, I know on Spotify, it's super easy to share, uh, share the podcast on your stories via Instagram. So do that too. I'd really appreciate that. Um, as always, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, which I haven't touched in a while. Um, <laughs> I'm like, mm. girl, TikTok is just so hard. It's just takes <laughs> a lot of energy. <laughs> oh, girl, it is the ghetto. I'm like, I don't know how. And people are very successful and having a good time. Your girl is just like, I can't. But anyways, I, I try. I try every now and then. Um, yeah, reach out to me in any way possible. Always email me your questions or any sort of topics or any sort of things at Kimbo, Kimboology podcast at gmail.com. And thanks so much for listening, guys. I appreciate you so much. So, so much. Uh, and yeah, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining again. And thank that's you. it. You're welcome. <laughs> and we're going to see you guys next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. (coughs) Well, shoot the damn dog.